0: Blog Talk Radio. This
1: is the Pharmacy Technology Resource Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Urey, and we are dedicated to the independent pharmacy and in finding the best technologies, automation, and processes to help your business become more profitable and more productive. Good evening, listeners. This is Todd Urey with the Pharmacy Technology Resource, and tonight we are concentrating on pharmacy technology, and more specifically, mobile pharmacy technology, and I am uh, glad to say we have uh, our returning Uh, Hospital System Pharmacy guru, Jerry Farney, with us tonight. Hi, Jerry, how are you?
0: I'm doing well, and yourself?
1: Very well. Um, The Pittsburgh Steelers won their opener, so I am a happy Pittsburgher.
0: Unfortunately, the Cardinals did not.
1: (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, So we have a subject tonight, and that is the subject of mobile technology, and I um, appreciate you... um, Giving us the um, the subject to go on, Jerry. I I thought it was a great one to to touch on. And um, what I what I wanted to do is is kind of look at how we get to where we are, and um, it's usually through uh, other innovations. I don't I don't know of any one healthcare, and more even more specifically, pharmacy mobile technology that was invented specifically for pharmacy with the exception of Epocrates or some of the information resources that have been around for quite some time. But um, the um, the handheld technology has just, um, has just jumped by leaps and bounds. And I'm only uh, um, 37 years old, so I'm still a real young guy. And the only thing I ever remember in my world of mobile technology at the very, very beginning of it all was of course, barcode scanning, and then the big thing was um, using barcodes that were wireless. And I remember um, a barcode scanner that was wireless that was three times as big as a normal barcode scanner in a pharmacy uh, local here in uh, in the Evan City, Pennsylvania area. And um, it ba- its battery only lasted about thirty minutes. And um, you know, this is probably nineteen. 19- uh, 91, 92. So we certainly come a long way.
0: We we have come a long way. I mean, if you you think back to the beginnings of you know the, the handheld market, it was it was kind of started by Apple when they had the Apple Newton. I don't know if you remember the Apple Newton. No, uh, I don't. But at the time, it was it was uh, it was a pretty amazing device. And even for years after they discontinued the device, people continued to use it and rave about it. They had users groups and websites dedicated to nothing but. Uh, the Apple Newton and then came the palm and you know the palm was was uh, what everybody was looking for it was a small device it was a simple device it was initially uh, invented for people wanting to keep uh, their their contact information their calendars and you know leave it to people who are innovative and pretty soon you found other uses for it um, drug information calculators and they started from humble roots with uh, you know a spreadsheet or a text file and pretty soon people started writing code against them, and, and you started getting more advanced, and pretty soon here comes uh, drug information resources like Hippocrates, which was a small one at the time, and, and developed uh, into things like Lexicomp, who is probably the leader in pharmacy drug information, uh, in, you know, paperback, in every pharmacy you walk into, in acute care anyway, you know, there's a drug information handbook uh, laying on the counter somewhere. and. You know, as that developed over time, you know, uh, Microsoft got into the game with their uh, their mobile Windows platform, and and it was big uh, for a number number of years. I remember uh, having a Palm Pilot, uh, and then I had two, and three, and four, and pretty soon I had six or seven laying around the house. And uh, it just kind of made sense that the next evolution would be putting these operating systems into smartphones. And uh, then laptops started getting smaller, and then laptops turned into tablet PCs. And you know now the line is starting to get blurred uh, between a uh, handheld smartphone and and some of the uh, Nokia devices that are out there. For example, you know they have bigger keyboards, they have bigger screens, they have a lot more processing power. If you if you think about it, the um, the iPhone is is kind of on a level on its own. It's it's almost a microcomputer, uh, less so than a phone. You know I made a joke the other day that you know, pretty soon you'll even be able to make phone calls on the device because people forget that it's a phone. Right. You know, it has everything else attached to it. Um, I was looking at it today uh, because I knew I was going to talk to you, and I started looking at all the things I have on mine. and, you know, it's incredible. Um, You know, I I have my stack of games. Um, I have my social networking stuff on there. Um, Then I have my pharmacy references on there. I have... Uh, Calculators on there, it's crazy. But things just are are shrinking; they're getting smaller. And phones are always in your pocket. Everybody carries their cell phone around now, so it's just kind of the next evolution of where we're headed. And like you said, um, the wireless infrastructure is getting uh, is improving. You know, every every year it gets better. Uh, I know in our hospital here, we've spent a lot of time over the past 18 months. Developing the wireless infrastructure not only for our in-house use, but for patients and patients' families that come in, and they're able to connect and 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 get on our our wireless network. But that's just brought the the mobile pharmacy to the forefront because now we can take these devices and we can we can start to move away from the physical pharmacy because we have a way to connect.
1: That's exactly right. I I just mentioned to you. Um, uh right before we jumped on about uh, uh sprint pcs now inventing the connection manager which is basically a um a portable um wi-fi station that then of course pushes out a signal x number of feet from wherever you are and of course this is has even more of a powerful connection to their actual network and I'm just wondering where in the world do they need this, and I read a little bit more about it, and the reason why it's, it's uh, becoming so popular are, are mobile stations, um, uh, workforces, um, engineers, um, mobile healthcare units that need to have a steady connection, a steady Wi-Fi signal that is playing and tied into and basically repowering all of those mobile devices that are within the vicinity of that unit. This is being used in the military, and it's also going to be uh, start in in. in – you're going to start seeing it in flights. Of course, they'll, they'll charge you to be connect to their network, and I think they already do that in some airlines. And uh, there will come a day, I'm sure, in our lifetime, Jerry, that we're going to see uh, connection uh, basically almost everywhere.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. Uh you know, the devices you're talking about, uh, I always travel with my laptop, and – uh, frequently, I always take my iPod Touch and uh, also my tablet with me, and I use Verizon, so I have a wireless air card from Verizon, and um, just between myself, my wife, and my kids, it, it's always a fight over who gets the laptop that has the uh, wireless card in it, or who gets the, the uh, laptop, or who gets the tablet that's connected to the Internet, and basically everybody wants on at once and devices like you're talking about uh like the Verizon MiFi is uh it's a device about the size of a of a wallet and you can power it up and it'll feed five devices up to five devices onto uh the Verizon network and that's phenomenal uh we're looking at that right now just for personal use uh because when we travel um you know all the electronic gadgets you have are connected to the internet somehow some way uh, to play games or to use a social network, or um, pretty much just to get on the internet and play. And it's and exactly the same thing you're talking about with Sprint. But as the mobile workforce goes out, it's ever important to be connected. And that's where the smartphones are, are becoming more and more advanced. You can't go anywhere anymore without somebody pulling out their iPhone or their Palm Pre or a BlackBerry device uh, to be constantly connected to uh, the Internet, to their email, to their work environment. You know, it's uh, 24-7 connectivity.
1: (laughs) That's right. Um, In the uh, pharmaceutical education, American Journal of Pharmaceutical Education, um, there is a pharmacy school program, and part of the program in, this was started in August of 2008, so for the fall semester 2008, a program called Mobile computing initiatives with pharmacy education and basically it was invented to identify mobile computing initiatives within pharmacy including how devices are obtained supported utilized within uh, within the industry and um, I I can't believe that uh, you know you and I sit here and we we talk about this but it's it's already happening they're uh, they're designing uh, education programs surrounding it and and how it will increase and be very important within pharmacy, and you and I were talking about all aspects. We're talking about the hardware environment, we're talking about the network environment, and, of course, we're also talking about the software environment, and I wanted to uh, back up and, and jump to the software environment for, for a moment, and um, I, when I got into uh, pharmacy technology in 2004, there was a, um, a gentleman by the name of Jay Loper, and Jay invented a program called R-Expertise. And our expertise was was a pharmacy management um, consulting program, and it was a standalone program. And the struggle of of getting that um, announcement out and the product information and the marketing, it took some time. But it is now thought of as the the premier uh, consulting program for consultant pharmacists, either a uh, tied to a pharmacy organization or B. A contract or a uh, rogue pharmacy consultant that goes out and uh, basically a gun for hire that can go into nursing homes, assisted living centers, and take all the documentation down of that patient's um, medication management and therapy management, and and basically either touch it through a um, um, a mini um, laptop or a laptop or even some of the um, smartphones, of course, that allow it to do um, and to run on the or have the R-Expertise program run on those devices and um, it has its own uh, prescription drug plan formulary checker, Um, complete access to this medication covered by that state's um, specific plans um, all tied back to of course the Medicare and Medicaid services. Um, You can um, update of course any of the um, uh, specific plans by syncing it up to A a central um, database, uh, maybe back at your office, and then of course there's review monitoring tips. Um, There's suggestions for improved um, uh, suggestions to the patient, Um, and I just I just see that they're now in version 7.5, and I remember when uh, that program had just uh, come about, and uh, to see where it is in a a short uh, three and a half years, it's just amazing.
0: Yeah, you know, that's that's where we're headed with uh, all this connectivity. There's, there's never a time when you're not going to have access to information. Uh, here we use tablet PCs, for example, and we use a decentralized model. So we have uh, one pharmacist located in the pharmacy pretty much handling uh, whatever dispensing we do, and then we have pharmacists uh, throughout the facility on each floor responsible for that unit. And they have desktop PCs up there uh, if they have to enter orders to or do things like that, but they use tablets to access uh, labs and other patient information on rounds, and that's real-time information. Uh, it's no more carrying the, you know, the index card in your pocket with the morning labs on it. You, you don't need to do that anymore because the information is, is available right there. You're looking at it real-time over a connection. And so, like you said, it's, it's always available and it's always there.
1: Now I have a question, um, and I haven't heard of this this program. I heard very little, but a, very little about it. But have you heard of a, a program called Stellara?
0: Yes, and as a matter of fact, we uh, have used Stellara over the past few years.
1: Now tell me about Stellara. What what is that program?
0: Uh, Stellara is a program that allows you to identify patients based on logic that. Um, Aren't meeting a certain criteria, you can have it follow labs. Uh, you can have it follow uh, patient micro results, for example. If uh, you know you follow patients, you find all the patients that are uh, positive for staff that are on the wrong antibiotic. It can actually notify you via page or call, and it'll let you know to go take a look at that patient. It also has a module to uh, track pharmacist interventions. So it, it's a customizable interface, um, Pharmacy One Source. As products that are very similar. Uh, I know Stellara was recently bought out by another company, and we renewed the contract for Stellara, but we aren't currently using it because the support has kind of gone downhill. So we're okay. looking at alternatives at the moment.
1: So Pharmacy One Source, who I've, I've definitely heard of, of that company and, with, and what they do in, in pharmacy uh, with Amplify and Acupedia and Quantify. What is the name of their um, mobile technology?
0: Their mobile technology—they <clears throat> actually most of their technology is web-based, which makes it mobile. Very
1: uh, easy to be mobile, exactly. It's
0: very easy, exactly, because it's web-based. It's not something you're you're installing and, and updating and carrying around on a machine. It's, well, there the you go, showing
1: my age, Jerry, that I actually made uh, um, an error in, in even my questioning. Um, when, when we move to web-based applications then can all become mobile depending on the device that you're on.
0: <laughs> exactly, and that, that's actually the beauty of writing things against uh, a web-based kind of viewer. Uh, you can also, it, it's across the platform. You, you know, you're not limited to Windows. You're not limited to Linux. You're not limited to the Mac OS. Uh, you're not even limited to a full uh, PC. You can get it out on a handheld. You know, Drug information, for example, you can pull up on your iPhone or your Palm Pre or your BlackBerry because a lot of these services now are web-based. And that's Pharmacy OneSource. They offer uh, quite a few things like that. I know their their intervention uh, program is called Quantify, um, and they have uh, some other, uh, Acupedia, which is for pediatric dosing, and they have a program called Amplify, which is for formulary formulary maintenance. They also have a program that's called um, Simplify 797, which we're looking at right now, which has to do with uh, clean room operation, as well as uh, you can customize it to keep track of uh, pharmacist and pharmacy technician education. So they have quite a few things out there. I remember uh, ways back, probably eight, seven, eight years ago now. Um, some of their some of the software that they have uh, wasn't it wasn't web based. It was actually computer based, and you know you would have to upload it from your handheld to the computer and then from the computer to the database, and then you'd have to have somebody run reports against it in the IS department, and you know, it was kind of a complex task, but we all used it because we wanted the information. And now with uh, the mobile technology and, and the web-based front ends, it, it's all much simpler.
1: I um, did an article um, July 27th. Um, I reposted a study that was done um, on... Which smartphone would own the healthcare market? And um, it was uh, initially put out by a company called Software Advice, which can be found at softwareadvice.com. And um, their um, their findings were, of course, as you and I know, as as being iPod owners, that it was the iPod initially. However, um, quickly behind iPod was the uh, BlackBerry and the Palm Pre that were that were being widely used in, in healthcare. What do, you, what do you see um, happening over the next um, 6, uh, 12, 18 months to, um, to have another handheld device provider uh, uh, peel and, and cut deeper into the healthcare market? What has to happen um, with these handhelds? And some of them are disastrous, and uh, others, uh, like, for example, the iPod has just been wonderful. What has to happen if you're a a handheld provider, to enter the healthcare market?
0: You know, I think they have to continue to develop some of the functionality uh, that they're missing. The Palm Pre is actually a great device, but it it didn't take off. It was kind of too late to the market. The iPhone was already embedded in everybody's mind. um, But it had some functionality that that the iPhone doesn't have and and is, is quite frankly, playing catch-up. At the time, it had copy and paste, which is just now coming uh, to the iPhone with a new upgrade. And it has the ability to run multiple applications at once. And I think we're going to have to head in that direction, which, you know, is more like a a desktop PC. So you can open three or four or five things at once, and you can just flip through them until you find the one you want, and and it's already on the screen. Where you have the iPhone, um, you have one thing open. It reminds me of the old Palm Pilot. And when you're done with that item, you have to close it to move on to the next. And I, I think what we're going to see is a little more open source stuff like, uh, you know, the Android operating system, which is out there. It was made popular by Google, and Google pushed it onto its G1 platform and and out to T-Mobile. And I I think you're going to see more development uh, like that. You're going to see more uh, multiple um, applications being allowed to be open. I think you're going to see more web-based programming, kind of like you are uh, with the desktop uh, market right now and and the tablet PC and the and the laptops, but I think you're going to see it head that way. It's going to get simpler, it's going to get faster, and it's going to become more web-based because, like you said, you're you're able to connect anywhere, anytime now.
1: The um, study that was done by um, Software Advice, uh, specific for healthcare, specific for these handheld devices, is what in what order are you using your device? Why are you using a smartphone? And the number one uh, reason was connectivity to email. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two was notes and memos, and it was when when we dug into that point, it was custom notes and memos, so it wasn't anything specific. Number three was prescription drug reference, just as we had talked about Hippocrates and our expertise. Um, number four, clinical decision support, um, and then we jumped past uh, number five, which they considered other, and which, which number six surprised me It said medical image viewing. Mm -hmm. There you go, Jerry. I'll bet you, especially with the iPod leading the way, these handheld devices are going to have to know that if they want to hit that sweet spot, if they want to be a workable workhorse device in healthcare, they need to give the doctors, um, pharmacists, um, nurses, whoever it is, very good imaging capability and, of course, downloadable content imaging capability um, if you're on the floor, for example, using a handheld device and you're tied into the pharmacy management system and you want to do a review as you're walking, you'll need to be able to, to complete that review, see a picture of the prescription um, or an e-prescription uh, if, you're in, if it isn't a physical piece of paper. And then number two, the actual uh, medication that they're going to be um, uh, verifying at the end of the uh, cycle or workflow. And that's exactly where that medical uh, image or viewing uh, will come into.
0: Right. And like I said, you're, you're going to have access to everything. And I think hospitals, hospitals are a little gun-shy right now to add that kind of functionality and allow people to view that on the handheld devices. Everybody's worried about security. Um, what you have to realize is you just don't put that information on the phone. You just access that information. And when you're done accessing it, you're done. goes away. It goes away exactly. You don't you don't keep any of the information on the device. The device uh, is only a portal to view the information, which is sitting somewhere secure in the hospital ISS department on a server. And I, I think that's like you said, you'll you'll be able to uh, view information on the go, uh, link up to the hospital system from anywhere. It doesn't even necessarily have to be from within the hospital, uh, but you just don't store the information on the device.
1: Exactly. The follow-up question says, what is the most desired functions within your handheld device, mobile device? Number one, medical image viewing. Number two, patient records. And then everything else from there is basically just a flip-flop. But that point where it came in number six of what they're using it for actually became number one, which was medical imaging and viewing. And then, of course, number two, patient records. And just as you said, it can't be a downloadable um, instance. It's going to have to be something that is sourced within the network that you happen to be touching at the time. And then if you turn that uh, device off or you um, or it times out, it needs to time out in order to uh, not um, expose any of that um, private information.
0: Right, I, I'm actually amazed that they can look at images on devices as small as the iPhone. The screen is phenomenal, but that they can view images on it and, and make heads or tails of it to me is amazing. Uh, looking at a patient record, uh, I can understand it. It's like an email. There's a flow to it. You can, you know, you can see things. Uh, the imaging, though, is is uh, it's a level that I I would have never thought.
1: And I'm sure, as we all know, it's it's limited. I I think what the iPhone has done as well, and uh, you know, uh, hand claps go out to um, uh, Mr. Jobs is uh, is is being able to uh, zoom in by taking your fingers or or, or your thumb and your in your pointer and, and basically expand or zoom into that image and uh, now I'm seeing that available on uh, many uh, laptops or tablet PCs
0: yeah absolutely uh, the the newest tablet that I have is a Dell and it has the multi-touch capability and um, it's great for for viewing things for surfing the internet um, I use my finger just like I would a giant uh, iPod touch it's right. a, a 12.2 inch screen and you know, and I treat it just like my iPod. I put my finger on the screen and I scroll around and I take a look. I enlarge things when I want to see it. I make them smaller when I don't need it. So, like you said, that's that's the way to go. I originally thought the best thing would be is if you had an iPod that was, you know, a 10-inch screen. But then I started thinking, you know, nobody's going to keep that in their pocket all the time. The, old, the whole idea is to have this with you all the time. And when these, you look at the iPhone and the iPod Touch, especially the iPhone, people don't go anywhere without their phones, It's always in your pocket.
1: Tell me about um, the program RxCalc.
0: Um, (laughs) RxCalc was something that I wanted to do for a long time. My my second love is kind of kinetics. Uh, I like pharmacokinetics. You know, in my 12-year career in the hospital, I've done a million of them. And I was always tinkering one way or another to develop a program so I wouldn't have to run it through my calculator, you know, anywhere from a spreadsheet uh, or a little palm app when the palm came out. But my brother is actually a software engineer, and he got into uh, writing applications for the iPhone. So I approached him and said, "Hey, would you be willing to help me out with this?" And you know, over a period of a few weeks, he he wrote a little application that'll do pharmacokinetics. And right now, it, it's kind of a basic program. It does uh, you know new starts for vancomycin and aminoglycosides and it does dose adjustments for both of those. But um, you know, in the future, we are planning on Making it a lot more robust and adding things to it and um, it's kind of interesting though we we have a lot of people using the program, not as many as I'd like, but we have a lot of people using it but but no feedback people pharmacists for some reason, just don't give us feedback we uh, we use the few comments that we get uh, to improve the program, you know, add some additional functionality or or something like that but that that's kind of how it came about. Uh, something I wanted to do just so happened that my brother. Uh, is a software engineer and poof, perfect, uh, perfect connection.
1: I like the fact that it uh, will suggest ideal body weight um, dosing, body weight um, creatine clearance, patient-specific elimination rate constant. Um, I, I like the fact that it, it looks like it's it could continue to scale and continue to bring more and more functionality to uh, what it was initially intended for.
0: It can. It just, it needs to be developed and, and taken to it. It's kind of the next level. And uh, there's some things on the drawing board. There's some things we'd like to add to it. We've had some requests, and we've thrown those in, and so um, he's hashing some of those out now. And I kind of come up with the ideas, and, and I do the math on the back end, and, and he turns it into a reality. So that's where we're at with that.
1: That's awesome. Well, I tell you what, we have uh, a couple of your users jump on a, a call, and we'll just have a, an RX Calc um, review uh, session to be able to get live uh, um, question answers going. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tell you, the the world of technology right now is is uh, is incredible. It's been um, taking a backseat to the economy. It's taking a, a second or third backseat to healthcare reform, but it's building. And it's uh, growing, and it's going to continue to uh, morph behind the scene. And when this economy heals and when we get a, um, a new health care plan in place, um, you and I are going to be in the in the right spots at the right time because uh, mobile technology, um, pharmacy technology, and then the management and understanding and implementation of that technology is going to be imperative. And it's going to be a nice place to, to be working because it, it gets me as excited as it as it is and there's so many organizations that don't have the money and uh that will soon all change.
0: I agree. Look at uh look at the previous ten years at the advancement and then uh try to imagine that ten years from now I, I think it's difficult to do because there's no way to put a finger on on where that's headed and, and uh how significant the change is going to be.
1: That's right. I uh I look to the handhelds to come out with some very specific um, capabilities as as did the barcode scanners that even started our conversation off, um, the PDA advi- uh, advances that have now turned into, of course, what we know as smartphones and um, how RFID and bar- so many of the uh, things that uh, we take for granted today are going to continue um, to advance and um, will have to tie in with um, the entire circle of uh, health care, which, of course, includes uh, patient management at the pharmacy level as well.
0: I agree, and, uh, and that's, that's where we're headed. And like I said, it's going to be uh, all connected all the time.
1: All connected all the time. <laughs> and on that note, listeners, I thank you all for uh, listening to the PTR podcast uh, for today, uh, September 14th. And I thank you, Jerry, for uh, for being with us.
0: My pleasure. Thank you, Todd. Have a good evening. You too. Bye
1: bye. This is the Pharmacy Technology Resource Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Urey.